Well, good morning. Welcome to Noah's Window. If you hear a little noise in the background, we're having our irrigation system, our sprinkler system winterized right now. Before winter comes. Before winter comes. So if you hear that noise, it's our good friend Dave Hogan out there working on the sprinkler system. Mary Alice, I got a really weird Noah's Window today. And it's in the last chapter of Matthew, chapter 28. Um, and it has to do with the resurrection of Jesus. And specifically with the story that had to be made up to explain why his body was missing. Which made no sense. But of way. course, they could not say the truth. <laughs> the truth was he rose from the grave. Right. So they had to come up with some story to explain it. And the story that they came up with was an impossible story. We know, and I've talked about this so many times on Easter's past, that the resurrection of Jesus is probably the most provable ancient fact in ancient history because so many things happen. They put Jesus' body in a tomb. They sealed it, uh, which meant there would be a cord across the face of that tomb uh, with a huge stone that would weigh between one and a half and two tons, probably. Um, and then the seal of Rome was there, so that seal it would be broken if somebody tried to get in and mess with the tomb. We know that there was a guard. Mm -hmm. uh, there were 16 soldiers, and I've talked about this too in the past. There would be four that would be standing in front of the mouth of the grave, standing in attention guarding the grave and then the other 12 would be asleep uh, on, on the ground in front of them kind of like if you can imagine the front of a tomb uh, being like a hub and then the soldiers would be like spokes on a wheel so if anybody would have wanted to have stolen the body of Jesus they would have had to have crawled across the sleeping soldiers overpowered the four soldiers who were standing guard rolled back a one and a half to two ton stone and taken out the body of Jesus without waking up those soldiers. I mean, it's just impossibility, not to mention the fact that, that some well-meaning guys who knew nothing about embalming buried Jesus with 80 pounds of spices so that if they had pulled open those grave clothes, it would have been an explosion that, that would have woke everybody yeah. in Jerusalem up. So the idea that somebody stole the body of Jesus was just plain ludicrous, not to mention also the fact the disciples were scared chickens. Right, and, they were hiding. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're clearly, and only one of them, Peter, has got a sword, and it didn't go well for him that <laughs> night. So are they going to take on 16 of the world's, you know, finest fighting men? No, it's, it's a ridiculous story. So let's, let's talk about what happened here, because I think there's a modern application for this as well. Well, when the tomb was empty, the guards went and told the leading priest what happened. That's verse 11 of chapter 28. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. We've already yeah. talked about yeah. how impossible that was. Well, for one thing, soldiers aren't supposed to sleep. I well, mean, if they're guards, that's true. And and here's the thing: there there were Roman soldiers, and if they failed to guard what they were charged to guard, it would be their life. Right. So I mean, it's just a crazy story. Verse fourteen: They said, "If the governor hears about it, well, they're presuming that he's not going to hear about it because mm -hmm. the governor's in Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, now, of course, uh, he's from Rome. He, he he might be there in Jerusalem as Pilate." Uh, if the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so that you won't get into trouble. Well, that would have been amazing because Pilate was always having to deal with, you know, the Jews and they were usually at loggerheads. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Now listen to this. Their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. 
That's their story, and they're sticking with it. In my Bible, mm -hmm. I've got written down here. No, hold it up so you can see it. I, I wrote this years ago, but I wrote not a good story. No, it was a, it was a false story. It was easily, you know, proven wrong. I wrote like evolution, and I mean by evolution, there Darwinian evolution. Like evolution, it's the only story available for those who reject the truth. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is a dumb story, but they didn't have any other options. So that's the story they had to tell. I think it's interesting, too, as you said, parallel there with the modern evolutionist, is they're told to tell the story. Right. And it's not a very good story. I mean, the idea that the complexity and... and uh, extraordinary systems organic systems that are just part of one of our organs much less the whole human body we, we barely even understand it with all of our knowledge the idea that somehow through unguided uh, transmogrifications those things just came about by accident is a silly story nobody it it's, story. it's not a plausible story not even the ancients who believed that the earth was moving on the back of a giant turtle, you know, mm -hmm. not not even those people would have said that it happened by accident. But if you if you look really serious and have the right kind of glasses and the right yeah. kind of, you know, well, the story spreads. It does. It's not a good story. It's not a plausible story. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's a story that comes unraveled real easily, but it's a story that gets told. And I, I guess the thing, and, I, and maybe someone could say, well, Mark, what's your point on Noah's wind today? My point is, if you reject the truth, you're not left with good options. That's right. That's right. You know? And thank God the Lord has given us the truth and the word of God. And, and uh, the good news was Jesus rose. He came back to life, walked yeah. out of the grave under his own power, and he lives in heaven today. And that's our story, and it's the truth that we believe it, and we are spreading that story. That's right. And it's good news. It's good news. Well, pity the people that don't have the truth or mm -hmm. refuse the truth because mm -hmm. they're not left with good options. Right. You know, they're not left with good options. And, and thank God that we know the truth. Where else would you pray for us, Chris? Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that Jesus did rise from the grave. And I just pray that you to open the eyes of those who have uh, been told these stories uh, that aren't true. And I just pray that you would lift that veil and help us all to be able to see clearly the truth of your word. Thank you, Father, that you do make the truth available to us. And I just pray that you would be with, especially with each and every person and family watching those window today. I'm so confident, Father, they are looking for truth. And I just pray that you would make that clear to all of us as we're seeking to follow you. And I know that you promised to answer that prayer. And I just pray that you'd be with all the challenges that we're facing in the day ahead, that you would guide us through that, give us wisdom, give us comfort, give us healing, give us what we need uh, to meet the needs of this day in your great love. And I just pray all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back next week at New Spring. We're in a series that it's just, I can't wait to bring the talk that God has given me um, for this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. If you're in our area or if you're not in our area, perhaps you can catch us online and I know you'll worship at your church this weekend. We'll see you next week. God bless. See you soon.